2: So 91 of The Awakened Soul, I'm your host, CEO Hayes. For any first time listeners, make sure you go ahead and follow the podcast at Awakened Soul Pod on social media platforms. Make sure you also go and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And that is The Breaks Media, which we are a part of, The Breaks Media Network. Um, You can go ahead and follow our YouTube channel there where you'll find videos from myself in this lovely podcast, as well as going forward videos from The Breaks Radio, uh, The Team Podcast extra regular posts there, um, uh, their wellness Wednesdays there as well. And then you also have some video content coming from a few screws loose podcasts, which is a mental, Ill, a mental health, uh, podcast that talks all about different types of mental illnesses. So make sure you go and you follow us on all those platforms. You can also go to dbreaksmedia network.com where you can find all the podcasts that are on the network. Got exclusive blogs, blogs there. If I can talk correctly, exclusive blogs there as well. Uh, that's going to be a place where you get um Mona Lisa she she writes some great uh some great blogs. You get there uh, stories. She tells stories. You also get the Love Jones, which is from uh Badass Jones, who um, is typically about relationships and things of that sort. Um, also the Wellness Wednesday blogs in written form and posted there as well. You may get a couple movie reviews in there. We're also working on a forum so uh, we can have discussions about a lot of the things that's covered in uh, the episodes. That should be live by the end of this month. So we're still working on it. Still a work in progress, but. Enough housekeeping. Uh, we do have Mr. I 95 South from the Speakeasy podcast in the building during the discussion topic this week. Um, no unpopular opinion this week. We actually are replacing that with a conversation about the Momo Challenge with Fame Black. Um, so that, that's it. Oh, also, don't want to forget the petty news report from the one and only Scoop Grady as well. That's what you'll find over the course of this lovely podcast. We are going to go ahead and get into our intro music now. And then on the other side of that, Went into the mind of Hayes segment where I get off some stuff that's been on my mind from the past week. I'll see you guys there. Best podcast, best,
1: best.
2: All right. Welcome to this week's In the Mind of Hayes segment brought to you by The Awakened Soul, presented by the Breaks Media Podcast Network. Make sure you go and check out all the lovely podcasts on that wonderful network. But this week in the Mind of Hayes, we're definitely going to be talking about uh, finding or I'm sorry, leaving Neverland, uh, the documentary on Michael Jackson. And so just behind the scenes, this is being uh, filmed before uh part two drops um so i actually haven't got to see part two yet or the oprah special afterwards but let's just talk about night one um if for anyone that thought the surviving r kelly at least for me uh i know i, I felt like that was just mind blowing and wild and just everything that came out from it this is just completely blown that up even more to hear these two men talk about what they were going through um like a, a marriage ceremony with Michael Jackson he actually gave the, the one guy a ring uh the graphic details on uh some of the sexual abuse situations exactly um and and it's crazy because you, you know a lot of people will come out and they will say oh well you know these these two men also testified that he never touched them which I'm not gonna lie it was kind of on my mind too like it it, it was weird but um Just to hear these stories and to see them, it makes it even more powerful. And, you know, I I know some people still doubt it. Um... The validity of these stories, especially as stuff starts coming out about, uh, you know, one of the victims, how uh, his career failed, and he was going through financial issues, and he tried to sell a book as well. And then uh, this opportunity presented itself. And of course, he hopped on it. So I can understand somewhat, but the uh, details of of some of this leaves not really much to really be uh, left open to discussion, in my opinion. And I think that As swiftly as we saw things happen with Art Kelly, um, in a sense, we won't get to see that same thing uh, with Michael Jackson because he is already deceased, but the public opinion on it, the the conversations that happen, and the opening people's eyes to it. We need to keep, and I've been saying this almost since the Me Too movement started, we need to keep shedding the light to that dark underbelly of Hollywood that for so long went untouched. And if we're going to sit there and talk about Art Kelly as well, and talk about how he went years without... um, being prosecuted and people helped him and assisted him. Just off that, I have to keep that same energy and say the same thing about Michael Jackson. People knew that this was going on. I refuse to believe that it didn't. If this is true and this is what happened, people absolutely had to know what was going on. And it just shows you just how what go has happened in Hollywood to just keep this going um, and to keep things like this under wraps and the hush money and the everything else that's going around. So when stories and documentaries come out like this, it's it means a lot. Even in this case, with Michael Jackson already being deceased, it means a lot for everything going forward and people feeling more comfortable coming forward uh, in the future. And hopefully anyone else who's in a similar situation like this feels empowered and enough to come forward to begin with, to never hide it. And, you know, it's, there's something to be said about Stockholm Syndrome. There's something also to be said about the fact of how Michael Jackson came in and wooed these people's parents and, the, and everything. But at the same time. Yes, Michael Jackson is wrong. If he did this, he is completely wrong for what he did. And I, I don't want to make it seem like I'm making any excuses at that at all. But at one point, is it that you're putting your child's safety in someone's hands that you really don't know because they're famous? I, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't ever think that being famous, being popular has ever meant that that you should automatically trust someone. And so not to blame their parents for the actions of someone else, but to blame them or to hold them accountable for your child should have never been left alone. In a situation like this, um, that's my opinion on it. There's, there's, there's wrong to go all the way around in the situation. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad it came out. I'm glad everyone's watching the documentary. I'm glad of the conversations that's been had about it. But I, we also need to figure out how it's going to move forward. What's next to come from this? How do we grow from this as people? How do we keep this? Keep try to keep children safer now going forward. That's a part of the conversations that we need to have. And it, it's. It's just crazy. And, you know, uh, it personally messes with my mind some because Michael Jackson is one of my favorite all time artists. And uh, it's something me and my daughter share as well. My daughter Amaya is a huge Michael Jackson fan, huge. She's 10 years old, a huge Michael Jackson fan. So now what? It it, it, it just leaves me with like, what do I do now as a parent? What do I do now? Um, do do I explain this to my daughter? Because she's 10. She, she goes to middle school next year. I'm sure at some point this conversation is going to come up and then what do I say as a parent? So that's me being reflective on, it. you know, later in the show, I said we have uh, fame black coming on to discuss uh, the whole Momo and the blue Well stuff going on and how parents need to be responsible and watch out for what their kids are watching. So that makes me think the same thing. What do I need to do now for who I'm allowing my daughter to hear? Who am I letting my daughter listen to? Um, but let me know what you guys think. I, I, like I said, I know by the time this drops, part two of the uh, documentary will be out. So no telling what other sick details are going to come out from that. Uh, also, the Oprah special. But I want to know how you guys feel about this. Do you guys, is Michael Jackson canceled now to you? Are you guys still playing Michael Jackson music? Are, are you doing completely away with it? Um, and how now does that affect you enjoying their music? I want to know. That'll be posted on the Breaks Media uh, Twitter page as well as the Wake and Soul Twitter page. So answer those questions, respond to those polls. This is why we're trying to get a forum page put up on the breaksmedia dot com, um, so we can have conversations like this. Um, the next topic that uh, I want to talk about in this in the mind of Hayes segment is the Democrats. The the House are, are have opened an investigation. Um, a probe, I guess, as to what it, what it, what it really is, and they have uh, sent out requests to over eighty-one individuals um, to submit documents, uh, and they're they're going after Trump. It's not really so for anyone who's running and saying that this is an impeachment process. It's not necessarily that. Um, it may be a prelude to one. Um, they're soliciting everyone from uh, people who worked on Trump's campaign, people who worked for him in the past, uh, work with him. And it's really something they're really trying to get uh, set up for this uh, Mueller investigation. And what if if it, what comes out from that, if anything comes out from it. And that's another problem. Everyone is putting so many eggs into this basket of this investigation from Mueller. And we don't really know what's in it yet. It could be nothing. Um. So it's good, I guess, in one sense that they are uh, trying to supplement that and hedge their bet and get ready in case anything doesn't come from this. But after that, um, the Cohen um, testimony and uh, it's it, it, they, they're 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 preparing um, uh, what moves can be made. Hopefully they get information so that they can move forward. Um, and I, I personally and I've said this before when I was talking to Social Unacceptable, I don't personally think that they are going to impeach Trump. I just don't believe that it's going to happen Um, if it does. And they have the evidence to it. Good. Um, I I, I don't want any witch hunts. I don't want any. I want I want facts. I want this all to be above board. And I've said this before. If they're going to do this, I want them to have an airtight case so that that way we can get some real change going on. Will it happen? Won't it? I don't know. I can't say for a hundred percent, um, but let me know what you guys think about it. Uh, the last topic that we do have, and I definitely want to end this on something positive. So Zendaya, uh, has her Tommy Hale figure line coming out and she put on a fashion. So forth, all black, uh, models, um, and it was in Paris as well, with, with her Tommy Hilfiger line. And this is just something that you know people have said before. We, she's been uh, Zayday has been uh, accused of appropriation because she's not a hundred percent black. But to do something in this case, um, and to have a clothing line, and to have the music and. The soul that's in that was in this uh fashion show is powerful. And I think that we definitely need to highlight things like this. When we talk about inclusion and we talk about um how we aren't put in the forefront and we and we aren't represented uh for our blackness, this fashion show that that went on, the fact that it was all black is just a beautiful thing. And while we're talking about two well, one subject that's just discussed and another one that can be frustrating, can be uh, whatever with Trump. It's good to end. On, I wanted to end on this positive and talk about Zendaya and what she's trying to do. This is a young woman, really, who I wouldn't mind. uh my daughter not looking up to but seeing and watching what she's doing. We all talk about have talked about Zendaya, but as she grows up and as she matures, she is really becoming just a powerful uh figure in the in this industry. So I wanted to end the End of Minor Haze segment this week on talking about that fashion show. Let me know what you guys think about it. If you guys seen any pictures of it, um, it's beautiful. That's all I can say. This has been the end of minor haze for this week. We're gonna take a brief break uh, for the listeners, for the watchers on YouTube. You've got to go and download the full podcast. The links are in the description. Go and check out this episode of The Awakened Soul, as well as the other podcasts on the Breaks Media Network. This is Hayes signing off. Peace. Well, Mr. Fame Black is back in the building for the first time. And God, I feel like it's much. You were the first guest ever on The Wake and Soul. Yeah. And then I think it was Bello after that. Um, But what's going on, Fame, man? It's been a while since we caught up.
1: Yeah, I've been living like a civilian. Um, I've been real quiet. I've been not posting. I've been seeing what it's like to be a regular person. Kind of like I'm undercover, you know what I'm saying? But um, I saw something in my midst of being a regular, like, sub so, like not suburban. I guess I'm a regular city dad in my in my quest in my quest to be normal. I saw something on social media that that disturbed me. So I wanted to come on and talk about it.
2: Yeah. I mean so we're both fathers. Um we both have beautiful little girls. You know, I got boys too. Um so I, I try to stay on touch with stuff like this. Uh the Momo challenge, the Blue Well challenge, whatever you want to call it. Um Different what, what you yeah, what, what was what was your first reaction when you found out about this? Because my first reaction was to shut down Netflix on everything, um, but then it made me think about something else, and we'll get into it. What was your first reaction?
1: Um, I mean, not reaction. Netflix,
2: YouTube. Yeah, yeah, YouTube. I
1: know, I know what you meant. But um, <laughs> first reaction, yeah, when you see this and you're like, "Oh man, what is this?" And to be honest, I'm I'm a skeptic right away. So the first thing that I say is like. All right, well, where is this from? Like, what do you mean? It's telling kids to kill themselves. Like, where? How? What do you? Because people act like kids are so so innocent, but it's like kids. Like, I remember being young and playing like Bloody Mary, Candyman. Um, there's other I can't remember. It's like you know what I'm saying. Like all these things. Da- like obviously they were they were trained to kill you, but kids were playing these games. Like it's like a, it's like a, ch- a game of chicken. Like you want to just see how scared you can get. It's not a real we want to die kind of thing. So I kind of was like, all right. So what is it for real? I need to know. That was the first reaction. I need more information, especially because it came from social media.
2: That's true. Like the so the first the first time I just saw like the picture of the of the damn I don't even know what to call it the damn Momo that creature. Um,
1: me out, man. It's the that's what thing. I imagine that's what I imagine the bird box monsters look
2: like. <laughs> that's funny. Um, but yeah, so my first thing I'm I'm seeing and I'm scrolling through, I like see this picture. I'm just like, that's weird. I keep scrolling. I didn't pay any attention to it. Um, a couple days later, I heard about this Momo challenge, and uh that's when I like linked the two together and, and shit and did more research. Like, it first started off as like a WhatsApp prank and try to get you to call a number, and then it evolved to so they said it was a video on YouTube, right. and then you know people have said that it's a hoax, it's not real. I. I can't speak to all that. They're saying kids that haven't actually hurt themselves. But the video that I did see was creepy as hell. Like it just popped up in the middle of like a Peppa the Pig regular YouTube video. Did you
1: did you, did you see this pop up in the middle of a pepper Like I've been asking people for a link mm-hmm. for any because a lot of people say that they've seen it. And I've been asking people for a link to what pops up in a Peppa the Pig video. Like apparently what it shows up mid video after some parent would have left the room or something.
2: Yeah, so it shows up, at least the video I saw, because this was me after searching on YouTube, and the guy was playing it on his phone. But again, they say it's a hoax. They said that this could have been made actually after the whole hoax of it popping up in Pepper the Pig. So I don't know. I wasn't on top of it like the day, so I can't say. This, this, of course, I saw after all the hype, but the video I saw, it like a couple of seconds of Pepper the Pig, and then it popped up. Like, you remember how like on old commercials they would have the thing, like they're trying to hypnotize you with the blacks. And white spiral thing going around, almost in the middle of it, talking, telling kids to cut their wrists, basically is what it evolves
1: to. Right. Well, I mean, not, you know, here's here's the thing. Me, myself, the world's greatest detective. All right. Forbes, CNN, YouTube itself. We all look for this video. We all look Mm -hmm. for it in the viral kids videos. You know, they said this was viral. All all the kids are watching it. So I searched for a good, I say nine hours. Just going in the middle of videos, looking for everything, like looking for this cut in where Momo shows up like a fucking possessed, like almost like a horror movie. Like as soon as the parent leaves the room, boom, hey, kill yourself. You know what I mean? like i i i couldn't find it, Forbes couldn't find it, CNN couldn't find it. YouTube released a statement saying they couldn't find anything like this. Um, I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but it's definitely not viral. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. The news of it, the the rumor of it is more viral than the actual evidence, which has you know, there is none so far. I've seen a lot of videos of people saying, "Here's the proof," but no link to the video.
2: Yeah, yeah. And and that's how I found it too. Was, a video saying hey here's the video that's going around but um but this this goes into a a more important thing people stop sitting your kids in front of screens and not knowing what the fuck they're watching for one um
1: people start need to stop letting
2: youtube raise their kids
1: well, well more importantly here's the thing is that this came out to say like hey watch what your kids are watching because this pops up but it's it would be more obvious to parents who are watching what their kids are watching that it does not pop up. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. No kid that's watching, no no parent that's watching their kid has said, "Hey, whoa, this is a Momo thing." We were watching YouTube together, and you t- and this shit popped up. Yeah. No parent has made a complaint. That'd be more realistic. All you know, any person that I've talked to, and this is anecdotal, so it means nothing in the long run. But any person I've talked to said, "Oh, I I know a kid that did this. I know a kid that 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 did see it. I know a kid that did see it." But these are the same people who would say, I know somebody who found a razor blade in their Halloween candy, even though there's never been any reported cases of this kind of stuff or poisoning of Halloween candy. It's right up there with the Tide Pod challenge. It's right up there with the condom snorting challenge. It's right up there with clowns by the side of the highway. And it's it's right up there with Chipotle being called a Mexican grill. It's not true. And it's there to confuse you.
2: It, and it's so funny how people react to the news of something without ever really seeing anything. Like people were yeah. legit in hysteria about this, and even me. Like I said, I admitted my first instinct to hearing this was, "Let me take YouTube because off." It's, it's everything
1: preying on your emotions, yeah, it's on, your emotions on your, your emotions of parental instincts,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's preying on your parental instincts. What someone's telling my child to kill themselves, I will murder them. Like that is your immediate instinct is to jump to anger when we should be jumping to. Well, where is it? Let me see. You know, we should all want to share in that, I think. Yeah. If you're going to share this picture and say, hey, this Momo is is telling people to kill himself, so share the video. So I can say, oh, man, this is the video to look out for. Hey, what are you watching? Peppa Pig? No, turn that shit off because this is not the <laughs> video you're supposed to be watching. You know what I'm saying? Like, Which
2: Peppa Pig is creep anyway. Me.
1: Well, what's more shocking is that no one's reporting about. Kids talking in British accents because they're watching Peppa Pig—that's a lot more alarming than some fake Momo video to me. That's a little. That's a real thing. That's a proven thing. Yeah, like kids that yeah. watch a lot of Peppa Pig are, are speaking in British accent. They're American kids. Like, what the hell is going on? That's more. You know, that's more important. I mean, it's crazy, man. It's it's that they, they feed on your panic and fear, and we really got to take a better control on it, man. That's why I wanted to bring attention to it because this is this one involves our kids.
2: Yeah, I mean, and, and yeah, it's, I mean, like. The the thing is, is that it it does get a response out of people initially to protect their children, which they should. If you don't, if you hear about something like this and don't think I need to protect my children, you're a shitty ass parent. But at the same time, once everything dies down, (laughs) once everything dies down, like realize, like, there's really been no evidence. Police all over have said there's been no reports of a kid actually attempting suicide based off this. Um, None. And this is this is where now it's. One of the most popular things going on right now is to talk about fucking Momo. They have, it's been no evidence of the original video, no evidence of children actually trying to attempt suicide. And it's a form, do you think that this is a form of terrorism? Or what what would you call it?
1: Like if you, if if there is a law against like yelling fire in a crowded movie theater, right? Like you cause a panic. This, I feel, is along those lines. You're bringing attention to something that, there's no attention on. And in order to create, you know, a fear, cause that's what really shows up It's it's about fear. It's about, oh, we have to do this. We have to shut down YouTube. We have to do, we we have to take drastic action for something that's not even real. You know what I mean? Um, like, you know, a, a, and we use it as these are facts. You know what I mean? I think about the Tide Pod Challenge. Everybody's like, oh, look how dumb kids are. Look at the Tide Pod Challenge. But the facts are there were very few people who attempted it. What really started that story was Tide itself releasing that commercial saying, don't eat the pods. And if you look on YouTube, there's no one eating, actually eating them. There's a lot of videos that say like Tide Pod Challenge, but there are always some sort of trick or warning Or, you know, some funny video in order to get views, because that's what's trending. But the reason why it was trending was because they were saying, oh, look at what all the kids are doing, when none of the kids were actually doing it. That's a fact. And, you know, what the more important thing is, like, people that listen to this, and you and I are smart people. You know, I'm not trying to pander to your audience or anything, but they're all good looking. (laughs) But, um, you know, like, you know, they listen to this, and they'll be like, oh, that's interesting. You know, it is a hoax. But then in casual conversation with another human being, they'll be like, oh, and that Momo shit, that's why my kids don't watch YouTube. They'll be like, you know, th- that person will generally be like, yeah. Instead of going, you know that shit was a hoax, right? You know that shit was fake news. Like that's how you conquer fake news, the spread of information, the true news. You know what I mean? We should be quick to tell each other the 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 idea that it is fake and a hoax should spread just as fast as the hoax itself. You know what I mean? Because we should be Quick to arm ourselves with knowledge, especially another parent. If it's all about our kids and we all want our kids to do well, once you as a parent find out it's a hoax, you should be quick to be like, hey, hey, that's not even true. Don't say that. Like look for the video, find the evidence, Google it yourself, look it up before you spread this false information. It's important because we're affecting children. Yeah. So I encourage I encourage the listeners and viewers, when you hear people talk about stuff like this, you know, it might, you know, be a little controversial, but Call them on it. Talk about it. At least tell them to to, to research it. Hey, you might want to second think that information you're saying. You might want to look it up. How easy is that?
2: It will be quite easy, but people don't give a fuck about the truth. People give a fuck about their reaction to things. And that, that's a whole different black peop, people in general. Let me not even just categorize it as just black people. Don't fucking research mainly. Like they go off what's tweeted. They go off what they see in social media and then they regurgitate it as fact no one we and it's it's crazy like the momo thing all right granted i can understand you getting panicked about it initially but i mean we even do that we even do that about serious shit like you know how much shit is like just flat out told that's wrong and i let let me let me let me let me give a serious example so for example it'll be hey uh such and such politician said this and then that'll be the complete everybody will run with it there'll be a hundred comments hundred comments oh yeah pelosi said, said fuck all black women when right. in reality, that's someone's reaction to something else she said. Maybe what she said is still fucking wrong, and we still need to talk about it. But you, th- somebody took something out of it that then everybody else takes and regurgitates, and that's how shit blows up, and no one actually Absolutely. knows the facts.
1: Well, I'm, I'm hoping that we're taking, we're paying attention to the world news. You know what I'm saying? Because like we can look at this Jesse Smollett case as a, like a, a way to be like, ooh, maybe I shouldn't say nothing too quick, because yeah. that how that turned around. You know what I'm saying? We should be able to be like, oh, well, actually, let me look into what's being said, and because it's very easy, because once again, it is preying on. Oh my God, that's terrible! That was a hate crime. How could they be racist and homophobic and violent and MAGA country? And it was just trying to trigger everyone on all levels. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's one that's very suspicious. But two, you know, it's it's made for you to react first and think later. And I'm, you know, I'm just I want people to think first and react accordingly. It's like uh, it's the new it's the it's the second level of peace.
2: <laughs> that's fair. Well, I mean, yeah. that, I ain't got shit else to say. Anything else you you have to say on it, fame?
1: That thing looks creepy as fuck. Though. Yeah, I mean, that, I chicken honestly, lady. Yeah, it, don't, it don't need to be telling me to commit suicide. It don't need to be singing songs. Just looking at it, it it already creeps me out. Yeah.
2: There's already uh, talks that there, there's going to be a Momo movie. So people
1: Oh, I'll, I'll watch that. I'll watch that okay. though. Yeah. Even though Slender Man was trash
2: that's that's a fact <laughs> slender man was i had such high hopes for Slender. the youtube phenomenon of you, slender man was way better than the movie. i man. had like, super it was like, high hopes this
1: shit look badass.
2: yeah no that shit's was trash
1: and that's another game that the kids play because they're trying to kill themselves but not really it's just for thrills like you got like I, 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 that's another like small psa like remember what it was like to be a kid people oh kids ain't got no sense y'all ain't had no sense neither like gotta remember kids are dumb because kids are dumb kids always be dumb because they're dumb because they're kids
2: and their minds are underdeveloped so yeah
1: that, they have I a meant, reason
2: but they, No, I know, I know what you mean but they have a reason the grown people have none like none you have no excuse you, your brain's fully developed this is the brain that's that you're true. stuck with use it accordingly
1: yeah that's a good note to end on i really like that yeah that was all
2: yeah. purple cartel album coming soon
1: absolutely look out for that and look out for me on the social medias at f-a-m-e-b-l-a-c-k fame black is back
2: that's it all right it's time to transition into the discussion topic for this week featuring mr i-97 south from the speak easy podcast make sure you guys go and check them out but you definitely will want to after you hear this we're talking some spike Lee, um as well as just some other topics so uh it, it's it's a pretty good discussion i will see you guys after this brief intro music and we'll get right into that peace <laughs> Our listeners of the Awaken Soul, you guys know I love I always have a guest on pretty much every week, but I always love it when it's a first-time guest. Better yet, when it's when it's family. I, I this is this this guy's from a podcast as you guys hear me talk about a lot. I listen every week. The Speak Easy podcast. Uh Mr. I95 is in the building. What's going on? Yeah. What's <laughs> going on, everyone? Mr. I95 South in the building, man. Long overdue. Definitely, man. We uh I mean shit, we 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 met like it gotta be close to a year at this point, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, crazy, man. man. Yeah, it's been about a year. That's crazy. That's crazy. So because this is your first time, we gotta talk about you to start, man. So I already mentioned your podcast, the Speak Speakeasy Podcast. Uh, tell, tell the listeners a little bit about that. How you got into podcasting? We're just gonna talk about you and what you got going on for a minute.
3: All right, cool. Well, I started off as a shoo-in for the role players podcast. That's uh, that's my boy Byron, um, Justin, and Melvin. It's all sports, well, mainly football. And so they had a fourth member, and they was like, "Hey man, you know he ain't able to make it because you just come in." And I'm like, well, I don't really know nothing about sports that well. They're like, well, just come in and work the sound equipment. I said, cool. So I came in, I learned how to do that. I ended up being a producer. And so after a year, I'm like, you know what, man, after I've learned it, like learned how to work the equipment, and how to uh, promote and all that stuff, I said, you know what? I think I want to do my own thing. So I'm still, I'm still, I still produce their shows, but uh, I'm like, I want to venture off and do my own podcast. So first, it was called the Brothers Parlay. It was going to be me, Byron, Sherrick, and my man, Alan. Just a bunch of brothers just talking like current events, or whatever, from a man's point of view. And I was like, you know what? A lot of people are doing it, man. I need to um involve a female in a podcast. So then, um, that's when I hit up Ashley, and Ashley's like, yeah, she's down. I'm like, okay, well, with Ashley, she took Alan's spot. I said, okay, well, I can't call it the Brothers Sparta now. I got to call it something else. So man, when I tell you, we went through like sixty names on our group chat. Trying to find a name for the podcast. And now, then my man Byron was like, you know what? The Speakeasy. I said, you know what? That's perfect because I like to drink. So we'll call it the Speakeasy Podcast. And I mean, since then, man, it's me, Byron, Agent 48, and Ashley, man. We've been
2: rolling. That's what's up. And I think, uh is, th- is that how we got linked in? Did Ashley find my podcast first? I can't even remember if it was yeah. her first. I think it was around the same time.
3: Yeah. She told me about um Love, Lust, and Badass Soul. Cause we had a, we was having a meeting before we did our uh, first initial. It was either a pilot episode or our first episode, and she was telling me about Loveless and Badass Souls. So I started checking it out. I said, "Oh shit, they nasty." <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man, I was I was digging it, man, because I remember I hit up AJ and told her, you know, I uh, really like what they're doing. I'm a huge fan and stuff, and I think and uh, then I started uh, hitting you up and shit, man, and yeah, I've been a fan since then, man. I love
2: I love it, man. I love the show. Man, appreciate that. Appreciate that, yeah. definitely, man. Uh, I, I love y'all's show, too. It, it's the camaraderie between you guys and how you balance it. You guys are all funny as hell in your own right, too. Like, I, I, I love it, man. Yeah,
3: man. And like I sometimes, man, we have a real good show, and it kind of make me choke up a little bit, man. It's just crazy how we all just vibe together. Like you will think we be doing this for years, man, but you know it's it's complicated when you have four different people with four different schedules. But when everybody get along, when everybody click, and everybody just flow off one another,
2: man, it's poetry in motion, man. I thank God
3: for them, man. They're my family.
2: Yeah, that, that's that's how it is with me and AJ too. Like we never like knew each other really before pod podcasting like at all um she was on this show on the awakened soul we did an episode and it blew up and it was at that point it was like let's spin it off into its own thing but people say that about all the time like they think we've known each other forever and we really honestly have not known each other uh much longer than we've been doing the podcast so
3: yeah, I, I love how y'all vibe, man. I remember when y'all first started, uh, the very first couple of episodes of Love, Lesson, Badass. So you was telling her how you going to make her say bon Clock. And damn it, boy, it was about a few episodes in. Y'all was talking about some fucker, <laughs> And, man, it came out and I was rolling.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. When that when that accent comes out, it's something completely different, man. Yeah, it's it's still catching me on guard. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh, my God. That shit be funny.
2: Yeah, bro. Uh so I mean what what's what's next? Because you're um the networking on is the role players network, right?
3: Yeah, well actually we're under uh Hint and Minds production. Um okay. so we're uh working on we're we're officially an LLC. So we're uh you know dots some I's cross some T's on that. Uh we're gonna be selling merchandise pretty soon this summer. Um, you know, usually people be selling like uh like hats and shirts and stuff like that. But um, I'm like, yeah, I do want to do that, but I want to sell, like, some shit that you never thought of, like, ashtrays, incense holders, you know, uh deck of cards, you know, something like that. But, uh, yeah, we're going to be selling merch uh, pretty soon. We're actually going to start doing a little bit of video. So, we're still young. You know, the Speakeasy is still young. We're still up and coming. We're still trying to find um, a good structure, a good layout for us. You know what I'm saying? So, we try different things each episode. But, yeah, we're... We're getting it together, man. I, I I like the progress
2: that we're doing. That's what's up, man, and and that's good. That, that's it's funny because that's how I am now with, with the Breaks Media. Like we, I it started off like the whole. So we had the Breaks Radio, which was the hip hop show, and when we were doing it and getting everything together, because I I formed it under LLC too. I was like, well, I'm gonna name it the Breaks Media, like the actual company. Yeah, the podcast, the Breaks Radio. Um, but now it's really spinning off into its own thing. Like we got the podcast network. Got written blogs on the website. Got the YouTube content that we're doing now weekly. Um, so it's it's really spinning off into its own thing. And I'm working on something me and you will talk about after we get done recording because I'm not quite ready to <laughs> announce it yet. But yeah, it's just yeah. funny how everything is really falling into place, so to say. And, at, like, when I first started the idea of the Breaks Media I was sending out emails to companies and partnerships and everything, right. and they were responding like it was on point. Like everyone I've talked to has has come on board, um, but now it's getting to the point now where like the thing I'm going to talk to you about after we record, they reached out to me. They were like, "Hey, we noticed what you're doing. We want to be a part of it," and it just made me realize oh, like, okay, that's, bro, that 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 that, because of course, reaching out to someone else and and brokering that partnership that feels great, also. Yeah. But got when it's somebody who comes to you for recognizing what you do, it's a whole different level, man. And we, we got amazing things planned for 2019, that's for sure.
3: That's what's up, man. Yeah, I saw uh, a pod, probably about a month or so ago, Mr. Elliott shout y'all out, man. I said, man, look at my bed listen, over there.
2: Listen, man, The fact, the fact, the only reason that I didn't retweet and repost that— every day since is out of respect for the timeline on twitter but right. man that was that was one of the moments where it was like it, it definitely felt great and clicked because when we talked about missy Elliott on the episode i didn't do it to try to get any attention out. we didn't do it to right. try to get her to retweet it and i don't even know if we tagged her but the fact that she commented shouted it out like actually listen to the show like she says she listened that was amazing to me
3: man that's awesome because i know we actually have i don't know if you remember sunshine anderson man but uh she follows us she follows us on instagram man and that's just awesome you know i don't really be trying to yeah we got sunshine anderson you know i don't be clout chasing for shit man but i just thought that was awesome man that you know she actually follows us on instagram and i'm sure she heard a few episodes as well
2: that's that's what's up man it it's this podcasting thing is powerful bro it's really it it really is man and you know, it's something that I started and I kind of fell into podcasting because I never would have thought like my personality in real life. I'm an introvert. I'm quiet as hell. Never would I thought I'd be sitting in front of a mic and doing it as, as effectively as what I am, uh, much less networking. Because, I, like, again, I'm closed off. I'm to myself in my normal life. But it, it, it's funny when you find your calling, yeah. how, how easy everything, things that you think wouldn't be you are just, just come easily.
3: You're absolutely right, man. It's like you just walk through every door, man. Every door you set your mind to, man. You walk right through it. And that's what I was telling you before we started recording. I'm like, man, like every time before I do an episode, I always tell my podcast, man, I'm like, man, I'm nervous. Like, I'm always, I'm still at that stage where I'm just nervous of talking and nervous of putting myself out there, man. But I, I feel that the more I keep doing it, man, it'll get better. I'll be like, yeah, put me on, baby. We live now. We <laughs> y'all want it.
2: Here he is. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it all pays off in the end, man. Yeah. But, uh, so, we always do an icebreaker for the first time guest. After this, I mean, you already family, but after you come back, we won't do no more icebreakers. But uh, I always ask this question because I think music brings everyone together. If you had to pick, Three songs to go on a playlist that represents your life. What would those three songs be? Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's a tough question, isn't it? Yeah. Okay.
3: Um, Okay. I got an old soul, man. So I'm going to take it back. Uh, One would be Bernard Wright, Who Do You Love? Ooh. okay. Um, Number two would be Michael Jackson, Human Nature. And number three, number three would be DMX, Stop Being Greedy. That's a hell of a
2: okay. I like all those choices. That's what's up. That's yeah,
3: what's up.
2: yeah. All right, cool, 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 cool. Let's get let's go ahead and hop into these these topics that we got, man. First one, uh, Spike Lee finally winning the Oscar. Uh, this this is just a good moment for the culture, right,
3: man? I I was almost in tears, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. That was so that was so overdue,
2: man. And and you know to see the happiness on his face, it was one. Um, him jumping in, in Samuel Jackson's arms like that. Like it was just a great moment, but yeah. I'm not going to lie to you, bro. The fact that black Klansman of all his movies is the one that one on one is, it hurt a little bit because I love mm-hmm. Spike Lee as a director. It's definitely not. I wouldn't even put that in top five Spike Lee movies to be quite no, honest.
3: Absolutely not. And I mean, just look at this, look at the history of black people winning Oscars, man. It's never really on a positive setting, you know, like, the mama that Monique played in Precious, you know, Halle Berry actually laying down and having sex with Billy Bob Thornton's nasty ass. Like, we can't never win an Oscar where we're like shining. Like Black Panther should have won the B one hundred. Black Panther should have won Best Picture. But
2: uh yeah, it's it's crazy, man. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's. It, I'm, I'm happy for him. I don't want to sound like a hater. I'm completely happy because. Regardless, if I didn't like Black Clansman as much as some of his other movies, it was still a solid movie. He deserved it. I feel like this is like a legacy Oscar more than it is just about this movie because he should have won it. The fact that Malcolm X didn't win an Oscar—if that movie came out today, same exact movie, people right. would be going crazy about it. Denzel killed it, Spike killed it in direction. Like that—that that movie should have won several, several more awards than what he did. Yeah, but it was too black, man.
3: It, it, That's it's too—it's too black. You know, like, do the right thing. Like, I remember uh, Spike Lee's comment. He said that I can't win against a car, anyone driving. Yeah, anyone driving, which was funny because uh, I believe Driving Miss Daisy came out the same year as Do the Right Thing. And Driving Miss Daisy won an Oscar, but Do the Right Thing wasn't even nominated because it was too black, man. Like, the Oscars won't give us anything that's too black. That's why. That's why you got Green Book up there on stage doing cartwheels and stuff like that, man. That was bullshit. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mo better blues, man. What? Listen.
3: Yes. <laughs>
2: But you know, I could, I could literally Spike Lee is probably, and I this is just me off the top of my head. I, I it may change some if I sat down and thought about it, but he's easily in my top five directors of all time.
3: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I got it. I mean, if I had a top five directors right now, he would be my number one. Like the, a Spike Lee joint, I love seeing that.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's that's so we um we're gonna we're gonna sandwich you. So we just did the positive. We're gonna get into some of the negative. We're gonna end it with some more positive about Spike Lee, but. All right, his comments on Green Book, uh, what he had to say about the film. uh, It came off as a little salty, if I'm just being 100% honest, uh, but I understand where it came from. And then, like, I'll get into my thoughts. What do you think about it? What do you think about Green Book, first of all? And then, secondly, uh, do you agree with what Spike Lee's thoughts on it were?
3: Um, I think. Uh, Well, first of all, I've I've never seen Green Book. Um, I've been doing some uh, research about it. And one of the guys that actually was in, um, I believe his name was Don, Don Shirley. That was Mm -hmm. his name. Yeah, uh, that was actually part of his ensemble. He said that that whole movie was a lie. Like they tried to um play him as some snobbish person that didn't know nothing about black culture. But the guy that um actually was in his ensemble said Don Shirley knew all about black culture, knew all about white culture. He was very talkative, very nice guy. Um, you know, paid them well, treated them well, and um none of that racial stuff they really had to uh go through besides a little slight comment that one of the uh, cello instructors played. But um, he was very upset about the movie and said the movie was really based off the lie. Even the family, they didn't appreciate how um, Don Shirley was portrayed in that movie. And in regards to Spike Lee's comments, he's absolutely right. I mean, yeah, he was salty, but I mean, still be happy because a brother did win. It was a brother. It was a win to me, but... um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, he was throwing shade, but it's all good. I understand where he was coming from.
2: Yeah, and I think the the thing is too with, with Green Book, because I did see it. And I and I honestly think Green Book's a good movie. If it wasn't if that movie wasn't based off someone's life, I'd say it was a really great movie. But the fact that they p- completely fabricated and changed this man's story, like his yeah. actual life, it it's it sucks. Like and, and that it's kind of a, a go back to times of old, like the late 90s or early 90s, late 80s with how black people were portrayed. Like they always had to put us in a way to where either we were dumb or we didn't like our own kind. Like they always, it was one or the other. And I don't like that because by all accounts, yeah, by all accounts and purposes that his family, people who were around him, like you said, he loved black coach. He was appreciative of black coach. Yeah, he, 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 he was probably had a higher standard of life than most of us did back then, which I mean, he was a world-famous musician, it makes sense. But he was right. proud of where he came from. And they portrayed him in a way that it was like, like nah. Like, and then to say he in the movie, they said he was alienated from his family. His brother came out and said he's never, he talked to his brother every day almost during the time that the movie was set in. Like, come on, man.
3: I mean, that's Hollywood, man. You know Hollywood, they whitewash um, stuff, you know, so it could look good and appeasing uh, to the other people, man. Like, yeah, that, that movie was bullshit, man. I'm sure it was good. And even down to the car that he drive, well, drove, excuse me, he drove a black uh it was a black Lincoln. That was the car that he was always uh riding in. Even the guy that was his driver, the way he was portrayed in the movie was fabricated. Like, he never had a green car. My man was like, Shirley would never be seen in a green car. But So, for the fact that that won the Oscar, I'm like, so, you know, I got questions. So, we could fabricate someone else's life and win Oscars for it. You know, whatever. Yeah, man.
2: Hey. What can we do? Um But I, yeah. I and the thing is, too, is that I honestly and I know this is going to sound like, oh, well, you can say that now. But if I would have known beforehand what I found out after the movie, like the fact that all that was was fabricated, I honestly wouldn't have seen it. But I saw it expecting like it was a biopic. Like I I thought it was going to be good to sit down and I love biopics. Um, but oh, exactly. yeah. This one was was fabricated, man. It's just like, wow. Come on, man. Let's do better. It's 20. It's 2019. Let's do yeah. better, people.
3: Yeah. You know, and now I, uh, I know I'm kind of going on a tangent, but the messed up part about Green Book is that they never reached out to the family like um the guy the guy that worked with Don Shirley he watched that movie he said i could tell that they never spoke into the family i could tell that they never did they research i could tell they didn't even reach out to anyone that was a part of his story you know in that circle in regards to the movie like it was like kind of just as bad as lifetime when they did that uh Leah movie just as bad yeah oh
2: shit we won't we won't even talk about that like <laughs> <laughs> <I got>
0: it. <laughs> it but it's more than
2: garbage, man. Listen, I never saw it because when the trailer dropped or whatever the preview commercial, whatever, I was like, "Look, this is the biggest load of shit ever. I'm not watching this, man. I'm look. Not watching this." But um, I'm, I do want to bring up the um, <laughs> yeah. the uh, kind of the the. Not controversy is not the word I'm looking for. I'm at a loss for the word I'm looking for. Um, but Black Klansman isn't historically accurate, too. So is it kind of the pot calling the kettle black? Because, yes, Spike Lee has a problem with Green Book being fabricated. But Spike Lee did play take... Writers. Go ahead.
3: Oh, no, go ahead. go ahead. You got it.
2: i would say Spike Lee did take some um, creative differences or whatever control and uh, fabricated some of the movie his movie himself so does he really have the right to critique Green Book for doing it while me and you are critiquing it we we can sit back and say it but for him doing the same thing with his movie which was also a powerful movie it had more comedy in it but do you think that he should not have called that out because he he did the same thing with Black Klansman to a lesser degree though
3: oh I mean that's a great point man I mean with that said no he could have just kept quiet yeah, he could have just kept quiet. Yeah. Yeah. He did the same thing because I was looking at the uh, screenplay writers for Black Klansman. It was Spike Lee and like three other white guys.
2: I'm like, ooh, exactly. And so like the things in uh, in uh, Black Klansmen that were fabricated is um, his partner in there, the, the one that was played by Adam Driver, the white guy uh that guy's never came forward with his side of the story because he went undercover so he's never even no one even knows who he is to this day they do not know who his partner is they took that to the grave like so that that character was completely made up by uh by spike lee and the writers uh because they don't know anything about that guy uh the film takes place in 1972 while the actual event happened in 1979 so they moved that up almost a decade And then the whole last third of the movie with the uh, the bomb plot is actually from a completely different case. It had nothing to do with Star Wars case at all. So those things, those are the biggest fabrications or uh, creative differences that they that they brought into that into that movie that weren't actually part of that story. Does that change your opinion on Black Klansman at all?
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, I saw the movie. I thought it was okay, but yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess Spike Lee mad that the people that did Green Book lie was better than his, I guess. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, man. So,
2: yeah, yeah. But, all right, listen, I know I, I, I wanted, but I wanted to mention that because I know some of my listeners may have known that uh, that parts of Black clansmen were made up as well and started uh, calling. I don't want to be called out for it, so I wanted to make sure I put that in there as well so we report fair, but... Let's get into something that, that is completely us. So I, I, I asked you for the your top three Spike Lee movies. We're going to start at three. We'll keep alternating, man. What's your third? uh What do you think is the third best Spike Lee movie?
3: The third best Spike Lee movie, to me,
2: I would have to give it to Crooklyn. Okay. I feel that. Why Crooklyn? And that's on my list, too. It's actually a little higher on my list. But that's on my list, too. But why do you love Crooklyn?
3: Man. Uh, oh, oh, man. It's just, uh, the interactions between the, um, the brothers and Troy, how they kept picking on Troy and, uh, the, uh, neighbor who had the, uh, apartment that smelled like shit and they kept messing with him. Like, it just, it just kind of reminded me of just growing up as kids in the neighborhood, man. Like, I, I, even though I'm, I'm not from, um, New York or well, Brooklyn where it took place at, but just how the kids just hanging out and just getting into mischief and, being embarrassed to go to the store because your mama and gave you food stamps and stuff. Like I, I relate. I can relate to a lot of that stuff. And we had like a neighborhood bully. These two older guys that come and try to take our money and stuff like that, man. So yeah, I, I, I love Cruelty, man. I love Cruelty. I love the soundtrack too.
2: Yeah, definitely a great soundtrack. Um, that's what's up. That's what's up. I, I like that pick. Mine is actually Malcolm X. My, and for what we talked about before, like the fact that. They depicted Malcolm X and told his story as well as what they have. And yeah. as far as I as I know, there haven't been anything to come out about that one being fabricated at all. Um except they changed because you know Red Fox was actually that character uh that used to run with Malcolm X in the movie, but then he was like sitting in the back. That's actually Red Fox. They 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 changed some of that just because Red Fox oh. didn't want his name in it. But yeah, that was oh, Red wow. Fox. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh um, but I mean, just a powerful movie, and they—I like how they portrayed him in a way that mm-hmm. they. Of course, he's he's the protagonist of the movie, but they also right. s- showed his flaws in it. They didn't make it seem like he was just perfect, and I and I I really love that movie. It was powerful, one of Denzel's best roles. Um, yeah, absolutely. And 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 keep in mind, I was six when this movie came out, and I remember going to the movie theater and seeing it. And I was moved then without even real, really realizing what I've seen. I've watched it a couple more, well, a lot, of, a lot since then. And every time, it's like, when you see, like, video of Malcolm X and then you see this movie, Denzel got it basically perfect, so.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, kind of like as good as uh, Angela Bassett did Tina Turner, man. Like, oh, nobody yeah. else could have played Tina Turner but Angela.
2: Yeah, yeah. Even though Tina Turner, which she looks like Angela Bassett, but. I'm going to keep Ooh,
3: that Lord. to myself. Have mercy.
2: Bless the bless Father. Yeah, God. Uh, okay, we're going to go ahead. We're going to keep moving. What's your number two, bro?
3: <laughs> my number two is Mo Better Blues, baby. Ooh. And uh, that's simply because, you know, I play the saxophone. And Me too. so, um, I, oh, man, look at that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so uh, yeah, I love Mo Better Blues, man. Like that is my favorite. That's my second favorite Spike Lee movie. I love the music in there. You know, I love how uh, Denzel is fake playing the trumpet, man. But it, it was good. It was really good. I really love the storyline of it. Yeah.
2: Denzel and Spike Lee need to do another. They, they Whatever, when they both retire, their last movie needs to be together. Because every time they get together, it's damn near classic. It's magic. Every
3: time. Every time, man. I have not seen not one. Well, I think Denzel and Spike Lee only did, what, two movies.
2: Uh no, cause they did Inside Man together too. Oh yeah,
3: yeah that's right. But yeah, so every Mo time they get no better
2: blues, to- Malcolm X, and yeah, Inside Man.
3: Yeah, every time they get together, man, it is it's poetry in motion. I love seeing them.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, my number two is actually Crooklyn, and for almost all all the reasons you said, the fact that they depicted the black family of that time perfectly, right. perfectly, perfectly. Um, coming of age story for for the girl in that movie, like the mama, like what what come on now that is it's basically the black family. like that's exactly what it is
3: yeah wake you up out your sleep because you ain't clean the kitchen exactly <laughs> that's oh man Shout Alfred to
2: is everybody's mama like i don't care what nobody say she's forever everybody's mama because she just and her voice and everything like, she kind of reminds me of my grandmother with just the way she acts and stuff like i love crooklyn like I will stop and yeah. watch the movie. If I, if I turn the TV and it's only 15 minutes left, I'm watching those last 15 minutes because I love that movie. Yeah, yeah. Cricklin is definitely, yeah.
3: Shout out to Alfred Wood and her fine self.
2: <laughs> man, I don't. Listen, she's in Luke Cage in season two. Boy, sexy what you say? Man.
3: Yeah, look. <laughs> yes.
2: But, I love her, uh, Luke Cage, man. <laughs> yeah, she's funny, especially season two. Like, well, yes. the second half. Once she once she killed Cottonmouth. Going forward, she's just a great character, man. I, I'm I was, I I was mad that they killed her at the end of season two. Right. But uh, since the show got canceled, hey, it don't even matter. Um, what's your number one though?
3: Okay, so my number one is probably gonna be your number one. I'm pretty sure it is. But number one has got to go to do the right thing. Yes. Yes, do the right thing, man. Shout out to Mookie and Rosie Perez in that ice scene. I was like, "Go man, ahead on, yeah, brother." Listen. Thank God for the elbows. I said, "Yes, Lord, thank her."
2: Thank yeah. <laughs> <you."> <laughs> yeah, I love do the right
3: thing, man.
2: Yeah, man, that do the right thing is this. This that's not only my favorite Spike Lee movie. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. So, Absolutely. Yeah, do the right thing is just uh again it, it it perfectly and that's what Spike Lee does. He almost perfectly captures each era of the culture in each one of his movies. Yes. Like he he's very good at that. And uh Do the Right Thing is definitely that and the ending of that movie. Powerful as hell. That was crazy, man.
3: I I was crying like a baby when they killed Radio Raheem, man. That was crazy. But you know his speech about love and hate, though. No, that was real. That was real. It was simple, but it was real. Like I understood what he was saying. But uh, my favorite character on Do the Right Thing, I can't think of his name, but he's the one. I, I guess. Uh, I guess the BPC. He was a little slow. He was like moo 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 Mookie oh man when he was uh when he was pointing that popsicle at sal's face oh man i'm probably gonna watch that tonight man i love do the right thing but you know what i do have an honorable mention i have an honorable mention um she hates me have you seen she hates me it's with uh anthony mackie and carrie washington have you ever seen it
2: yeah i've absolutely seen uh she hate me i think that's one of the most underrated uh, Spike Lee movies, because nobody really talks about it.
3: Nah, man, that thing, man, that dog doggone Carrie Washington, boy, goodness. <laughs> goodness, man. Shout out to Anthony Mackey, a.k.a. The Falcon. But yeah, yeah. That, that's my honorable mention, man. A.k.a. Papa Doc. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> my man went from Clarence to uh, The Falcon, man. That's what's up, man.
2: Who yeah. said dreams don't come true? That's a <laughs> real come up. My uh, My honorable mention would be The Inside Man. Like, when I first, the first time I saw that movie, the twist, like, at the end of it, just blew me away, man. That was crazy. That's the one where he died in, right? No, he didn't die. Inside Man was the bank robbery. So it was him and Clive Owens and uh, Jane Foster. And Clive Owens was robbing the bank. They were in the bank holding hostages. At the end of the movie, uh, they went in. The bank robbers were gone or whatever. And end ended up that Clive Owens was hiding, like, under the safe the whole time. It was, right. If you haven't seen it, bro, go see it. it it's a great movie.
3: Okay. Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm about to check that out because I know one of the uh, one of them Dizzle movies uh, he died in, but I can't remember which one it was though. Yeah,
2: that was uh, was that out of sight? Probably was about the little girl,
3: Yeah. little girl kidnapped. Yeah, okay. Yeah.
2: yeah. All right, man. Well, that was a fun conversation, but we got we got to talk about, and it sucks that we're ending this, man. On on this R. Kelly. Oh man, you just ruined Black History Month. <laughs> So the latest of it, man, uh, that that's come out, like he got released. Some woman paid his bail mystery woman, a business owner in Chicago Mm -hmm. paid his bail. Um, he got out, immediately went to McDonald's. Then he, uh, then went on to the cigar room or whatever. And two of the victims in this case walked in shortly after him. They're grown now, but they walked in shortly after him. This man does not learn like why no. the fuck did they let him out? This they need to throw throw away, lock him up, throw away the fucking, put him under the prison.
3: Well, I mean, I guess he wasn't considered um, a danger to society. I think once you get that, once they slap that label on you, you can't get bailed But yeah, so I don't know if you knew this, but the lady that bailed him on oh, she's the owner of a of Christian a daycare. daycare. It's crazy, Lord, man. Ever. And then that joker, that negro, went to the same McDonald's that he always goes to to snatch up little girls, man. He gonna get his man. They gonna they gonna tear that booty up, man. I can't wait, man. Maybe they'll lock him and Takashi up together. I don't know. <laughs> but you know, but you know what though? The only thing, the the one of the reasons why I hope that he gets locked up or he really gets in trouble, because I think R. Kelly gonna snitch. Because I'm sure he is not the only one in the industry that that be messing with little boys and little girls. I think that man really gonna sing. He gonna snitch with some people. Because it's funny when um, Survivor R. Kelly came out, though none of celebrities said anything, anything. The only per- I think the only person that spoke up was John Legend, but nobody said anything. And I'm like, uh-huh, R. Kelly got something on him, and I think that man's going to snitch. He
2: going to tell it. That's interesting, because, I mean, especially when you think of like the last year, how so many people in Hollywood that have like been into shit like that have gone down one by one. If R. Kelly turns snitch and actually has something to give people, that that's a... I, I honestly never even thought about that. I'm going to be 100% honest. Never yeah, even thought I, about that.
3: Yeah, I think that's the only reason he never got he never got in trouble. Like, look at your boy, uh, Jared, from Subway. You know what I'm saying? Once they found child pornography in his computer, that man was gone. He wasn't selling sandwiches no more. He was making them at his own home. You know, but for the fact that R. Kelly had been doing this for so long... And everybody, like everybody, knows that's because he got something on some important people. But I don't know if he done pissed somebody off or he done rubbed the wrong, rub somebody the wrong way. And now he's now he really about to pay the piper. But yeah, he gonna snitch, man. R. Kelly gonna snitch. I hope he does
2: because I'm sure he's not the only one. Well. Hey, if you if you're honestly the first one I think I've ever heard say that. If if it happens, you 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 were the first to break it. So hey, I ninety five baby. <laughs> um, but yeah. So the thing that I wanted to ask, kind of with this whole R Kelly thing, is that yeah. So for so long, you know, even after the first sex tape came out and he went on trial, like no one really came at R Kelly. Like people still supported his music for the longest. It wasn't until recently there was this big outcry uh of like just get r kelly basically the fuck up out of here do you right. think at all that the the and i don't want to say the the culture because that that's i think that's too strong but the way that people ignored certain things that their favorite artists did um no matter how heinous are we finally coming out of that because for so long what do we oh, we always turn the blind eye like People did it for Elvis, people did it for R. Kelly, people did it for Michael Jackson. You know, Michael Jackson, he did. He was proven not to be guilty, too. But like, even when it, it was questionable with him, people still loved all these artists. Do you think now people are starting to see how problematic that is? Because this shit's been going on with R. Kelly for 20 fucking years and people have just been ignoring it.
3: Yeah, I think um, I think people get talent struck, especially um, our people. We get we can get talent struck. So talent struck to the point that we worship these celebrities. I mean, look at the stands, the the barbs, the the uh, beehives or whatever they call themselves, the bardies. Like we we look we look at these celebrities to such and we idolize them to the point that we feel that we feel that they do no wrong. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, and I think what really sparked this, what really what really started this and all this is coming out was the Me Too movement. When women when women started speaking up about um being sexually assaulted, sexually abused, raped and stuff, I really think that's what catapulted what we see that's happening now. And now we got, you know, Harvey Weinstein, you know, the biggest sexual predator in Hollywood finally got in trouble. You know, all these uh, after this Me Too movement, man, people, these men has been dropping left and right, left and right. And now it's R. Kelly's turn. So I think it, I think, yeah, we uh you know, we took off the rose colored glasses and now we see it. But it really was that Me Too movement that started this, man. That's why people are now uh, speaking up and people are now um, getting in trouble for their actions.
2: Oh, and I'm glad that it's happening. Um, I will say yeah. this, though. I was one when this first came out and people were like, well, uh, we not with R. Kelly. Uh, I think this is when Bill Cosby and people were like, well, where where's Harvey Weinstein getting charged? Where is this? I'm now starting to be like, OK, because we did get Bill Cosby. We got yeah. R. Kelly. Where the fuck is Kevin Spacey and Weinstein going to jail at? Like, I need that to happen. Like, the all these sick motherfuckers need to go. Matter. Let me stop because I was about to say something real radical, and I I need to slow down before I get people fired up. But uh, it's, right. funny, how, it's <laughs> funny. It's funny. It's <laughs> funny how quick these prosecutions are coming for the African Americans, and I'm not saying that they should. They Bill Cosby, R. Kelly need to, both need to be in fucking jail. Like that's yeah, no question. Wrong is wrong. Yeah, Absolutely. wrong is wrong. I'm not saying that they don't need to be. But at the same time, why is it that we can move so quickly after surviving R. Kelly for R. For R. Kelly when Harvey Weinstein had, what, 50 people come out against him? Mm-hmm. Why is he not locked up yet?
3: Hey, I'm going to quote the great Paul Mooney, complexion for protection. That's exactly what's going on, man. I mean, at the end of the day, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I hate I hate to go there. I hate to go there because I don't want to disappoint any listeners, man, but they're white, bro. <laughs> That's what they're getting away with so much, so much, man. But if we do it, oh, we getting under, we getting thrown under the jail.
2: Yeah, I mean, and I I applaud how quickly they've moved with R. Kelly because when it first happened on the Breaks Radio, me and Johnny, we talked about it. And we were like, well, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't actually charge him to like 2020. We said that. Literally, Surviving R. Kelly came out like, what, two, three months ago? The man's already like... And they, they moved quickly. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. I'm happy that they did that. But we need to move quickly on all these sick motherfuckers. They need to all get the fuck up out of here. So that's that's just my, my, yeah, my part see, on that. I see you, brother. And I totally
3: agree, man. But, I mean, look at the look at the playing field that we at, bro. It's not going to happen. It's, it's it. not going to happen, man.
2: It's sad, but it's true. And then they be wondering when, when the victim's parents or families finally snap and just shoot one of these motherfuckers because they taking so long to charge them. Like, but... Again, oh, let man. me not get let me not get on my radical shit. Um yeah, <laughs> got,
3: got my nerves bad, bro. Let, <laughs> off topic. Have you no matter of fact, no? Uh the episode that uh I'll just listen to Love Less a Badass Soul, it was called uh He's a Stalker or something like He's a oh, Stalker yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that video of that mother that went off on her daughter because the daughter told her that her boyfriend was touching her. Yeah, man, man. I oh I don't hit women. Disclaimer, I don't hit women, but man, I would have put my foot so far up that woman's ass, like, oh man, that's a special place to hell
2: for mothers like that, man. Like, Bro. oh
3: man, I yeah, that shit was crazy. That shit pissed me off so bad. Could you I was imagine, to a, say what?
2: Could you imagine if like your kid called you and was like and you were separated from the mom and they called you like, Yeah, I told mama her boyfriend was touching me and she kicked me out. Listen, I'm killing everybody. Everybody got to die. That's 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 Bro, that shit is crazy. Do you know? And then she just let the
3: girl. Leave the house, cause you ain't you ain't about to uh, take my boy. You know what kind of life that girl may lead. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh my god, that shit pissed me off so bad. I'm like, man, somebody need to snatch that mother up and throw her in the trunk, man. Real talk, like that's crazy because you got people out. I, I think what pissed me off so, what pissed me off so much about it is that you got people out here who are trying to have kids, who really want to have kids, but they can't, you know, because whatever something's going on with the bodies and they can't. Or maybe they're infertile; they can't have kids. But you got motherfuckers like that who can uh, spit out two, three, four, five goddamn babies and treat and treat them like that? That's fucking bullshit, bro. That is
2: bullshit. Well, damn. I feel you though, bro. I feel you, man. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, that, You that, done like
3: got you said, me on a tangent,
2: man. I feel no, because that that video triggered the hell out of me too, man. I, I, yeah, man. It's, people are sick out here. Like the the fact that she talking about her daughter trying to steal her man. Like, come on, fam. Come on, man. And that's,
3: and that shit's really happening man that that is that is those young mamas that still be out in the fucking clubs trying to be fucking cute and shit that shit is really happening like there are mothers out there that's really like that and i'm telling you man the the ocean is wide it's plenty of to dump the motherfuckers in man real talk that's some bullshit man yeah
2: well damn bro you got anything left man before we tell the people good night uh i'm good uh you mind if i plug the podcast oh that's what we're getting ready to get into plug everything bro all
3: right well uh ladies and gentlemen uh missile 95 south here host of the speakeasy podcast we publish our episodes on on monday so be sure to check us out Um, me agent 48 gaia mr words of wisdom byron um for those that have listened, we definitely do appreciate it. Like for real, we have been getting a lot of love, man. And uh, you can follow us on Instagram at the Speakeasy Podcast,
0: hey, and we're Google. on
3: uh yeah we're on Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play Music, iTunes. Um, I think I said Google Play uh Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. I think yeah.
2: That's what's up. Definitely go and check them out. That's family over there. You won't be disappointed, man. You guys know where you can follow me. Uh, that's it. That's been the discussion topic for this week. We out peace well ladies and gentlemen that has been episode 91 of the awakened soul again make sure you go and follow the podcast at awakened soul pod make sure you're also following the Burks media network at the Breaks Media and make sure you send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns pod at gmail.com Lastly, you can also send us a voicemail or text us at 614-547-2039 This has been The Awakened Soul I want to shout out and thank you to Fame Black and Mr. I97 South for joining me this week We will see you lovely and beautiful people next week with the full lineup the Unpopular Opinion and the Petty News segment we will be back next week uh, Peace, adios I love each and every one of you guys Guys. Good night.
0: This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media. Media.